In a moment, we're going to see some football on the, on the screen. Some of you may be fed up with football. Who's fed up with football? Okay. Put your hands down. You can just listen to me as I talk. Who is still really keen on football? Okay. You can watch the screen and listen to me. Because we're going to see uh, uh, some uh, great skills from the footballer Kaka. And uh, a Brazilian footballer, and we're going to see, uh, see that. But just before we see that, I'd just like to explain what the Bible... Did you know that the Bible speaks about football? Yes? Okay, so from the book of Philippians, this is what it says. I'm not saying that I have this all together, this is Paul speaking, that I have it made, but I'm well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Now you may not think that's got a lot to do with football, but listen on. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, and I think the England team can identify with that, not being experts, can't they? But I've got my eye on the goal. And that's why we've got the goal here. I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onwards. So have we got a, a volunteer, a, a child who just wants to come behind the goal and just do this? Anyway, imagine a child was here <laughs> beckoning us towards the goal. To Jesus, it says, I'm often running and I'm not turning back. Well, that's good advice for footballers, good advice for all people, to head towards that goal. So let us keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us, if any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. So lots about goals. Now, you can get a, a problem with goals. That's, you know, goals are the aim of the game, aren't they, in football, to score goals. But also the aim of life, to actually head for something. That's another meaning of the word goal. Sadly, our goals can be too small. And we don't, uh, don't achieve much that, um, that perhaps in our goal in life is to eat a chocolate bar. Well, that's, you know, that's okay, it tastes nice. Not much of a goal, though, to set your life on, is it? Your goal needs to be the right size. That's why we've got the... Well, but also, as we saw in the penalty shootout, sometimes it's possible to miss the goal or even to have a wrong goal in life. If our goal is to, to be a millionaire, well, maybe that's not the best of goals. What about happiness? Well, that could be a good goal, perhaps, but how do you get happy? The, the advertisers would say, oh, buy this, buy that, then you'll get happy. But I believe that following the Bible in Jesus, that's the real source of happiness. So let's look for those right goals. And here's another quote from the Bible, and then we'll see Kaka. 2 Corinthians 5, more about football in the Bible. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. Do you get it home and away? It's not just a TV program, it's also in football. So we make it our goal to please him. 
whether we are at home in the body or away from it, we make it our goal to please him. What a tremendous goal that is. Right. There's Kaka, who's um, uh, playing, scoring some fantastic goals, playing some fantastic football. We'll hear more about Kaka in a bit. But I want to tell you another story. So if you're concentrating on him, try and listen to me uh, as well as looking at that. I'm talking about David. Not David Beckham, although he has been a great footballer. But this is David in the Bible. And his, uh, his life in the Bible, well, it, it could be said in football terms. It started off when he was chosen. And all his, the, there was a bunch of brothers all lined up, just like when you were at school and they, they chose teams and who wants to be in the team. And, and some of us were always the last one to be picked. Oh. Um, and David was the last one to be picked, not because he wasn't the best, because um, uh, God wanted him to be the king. That was his goal, to be king, King David. And then David, while he was still a boy, he met this huge guy. Does anybody know who he met? Hands up. Yes? Goliath. And he was the original giant killer that in football, if a little team like Switzerland beats a, a powerful team like Spain, they called it a giant killing act. A giant killing. And that was the first giant killing. With David, it killed the giant. The Lord was with him and he was able to do that. And then King David made King, the king made David the commander, like the captain of the team. And he had lots of um, important matches. Well, they called them battles in those days. And, uh, and he did really well. But then the king got a bit jealous, as happens in football. And so gave him the sack. He tried to, to push him out. The king then died and David became king. He had reached his goal but his goal was to be the best king that he could be. Are we doing with the football? Is that still going on? Yes. What a tremendous player this Kaka is, isn't he? And, uh, but David, he messed up. He could say he scored an own goal because he sinned. He did wrong. He, uh, he fell for this, uh, this woman who was already married. And worse than that, he got... Uh, her husband killed so he could go off with her. What a terrible thing he did. A real own goal, more, far more important than own goal, of course. And he, he really let God down, let, uh, let his side down. But in the end, he realised that he was wrong. And he came back to God and said, I've messed up. And it did affect the rest of his life. But he did receive that forgiveness. And he was able to then press on towards the goal of, of serving God. And so perhaps King David is just an example to us of, of following the goal, following that that God wants us to. And sometimes we mess up and perhaps some of us can identify that. But we can seek his forgiveness and then press on towards the goal. How are we doing? Look at that. There's another goal. And uh, if I could invite um, Watto and James Evans to come out, yeah, please. While the football's going on, you can keep watching those silky skills. Now, lads, you've, you've seen the, the skills of the football, haven't you? 
We'll play with this one for a start. We don't want any moaning about the... Oh, and that's... This guy... That's the end of the film. This guy is one of these South American um, commentators who goes... (laughs) Yes, and it's a goal! (laughs) (laughs) Getting really excited about the goal. And I hope that we get really excited about the goal. And... uh, Yes. And... uh, and, uh, and England might get excited on Wednesday about scoring a goal, but um, we, but the goal of our lives, and we need to think of what that goal is. And uh, and I'm going to read out a verse from the Bible, which might help us to do that. Now, while I uh, read this out, these lads will keep the ball up. If um, uh, if I don't get to the end of the uh, the verse, well, I'll just have to read the verse again. So we may be here all afternoon. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see. Are you ready, lads? When you're ready. But I've got my eye... Oh, let's start again. But I've got my eye on the goal. Oh. But I've got my eye on the goal. Where God... Oh. But I've got my eye on the goal. Where God... Does anybody want to help them? Any footballers know? Okay, but I've got my eye... Do you know, have you learnt the first bit of the verse yet? But I've got my eye... Shall we move on? Yeah. Where God is beckoning us onward. They scored a goal though. Where God is beckoning us onwards. Where God... Is beckoning us onwards to Jesus. We'll uh, we'll perhaps end it there. <laughs> do you want to use, or do you want to use the other ball? These lads, these lads uh, are complaining that it's the wrong sort of ball. You know the, these. Um, uh, so let's see uh, see if the. Okay, I'll start from the. But I have got my eye on the goal. But I have got my eye on the goal, where God is beckoning... But I have got my eye on the goal, where God is beckoning onwards, towards Jesus! Yay! Okay, sit yourselves down. And now we'll uh, we'll see, um, before we we close in in worship, we'll see... um, So we... um, uh, we might need the lights off. This is uh, Kaka, and uh, it's not his uh, voice because he can't speak English, but he's being interviewed about, uh, about his life. He's, Christian says, the same guy who we've just seen score all those goals. World Player of the Year in 2007, Kakar is already a World Cup and Champions League winner. As a creator and scorer of goals, he could play a big part in the destiny of the 2010 World Cup. He's come a long way from his childhood in Sao Paulo. I was born in Brazil, the capital of Brazil. I lived there until I was four and then moved to Cuiabá. When I was eight years old, I moved to Sao Paulo, where I began to play football. For me, it was really special to have been world champion in 2002. It brings me great satisfactions and I am really happy 
to be able to say that I was part of the Brazilian national team that won the World Cup for the fifth time. When the referee blew the final whistle, I ran onto the field and the only thing I could do was to thank God. I knew the whole world was watching that game. Millions and millions of people were all glued to the television. The great emotion of being world champion was almost too much. So I ran around the field to the glorify God, hug my teammates and we prayed together. I want to walk with Jesus on a daily basis in all moments of my life. Whether I am on the field, off the field, at home or away, or with my friends, at all moments I stand for Jesus. Great to hear how faith and football can mix for one of the world's greatest players. And now it's time for the Motti Quiz. Oh. You're all listening, looking forward to the Motti Quiz. You can borrow the DVD afterwards. We've not got time for the Motti Quiz. Motti is also a Christian. And Kaka there is a Christian. And uh, did you see what he, he had on his T-shirt? Anybody know? I belong to Jesus. The World Cup. I belong to Jesus. That's his goal, to say, I belong to Jesus. And some people here may, uh, may not be able to say that. Please speak to Sally or myself afterwards, and we can talk to you more about that. That's the first step. So I belong to Jesus. And then the goal, I think, is from the Bible to please him. And I think each morning our goal can be, Lord, I want to please you today. And that goal can be put out in our, in our working life, in our school, at home, in all sorts of ways. But our goal to please him. Sarah, who didn't mind me saying this, Sarah came to me the other Sunday and said, uh, I want to be a member here. Could I be a member? And we're going talking about that, and that's great. And she's also interested in getting baptised. And that'll be a great and wondrous time. There may be other people here who are also perhaps thinking about getting baptised, thinking about becoming a Christian, perhaps thinking about being members. You can join us and uh, we can form a little group and talk through that. This is great when we can say, I belong to Jesus. And then our goal is to please him. <laughs> 